Hey, what is going on, you guys? It is Tanner here with The Vision Project. I am so excited for today's podcast because, man, it has been a long time waiting since we have done our last podcast, and I want to apologize for that because my life has been crazy, crazy busy with full-time school, full-time job, wedding planning, and ministry. I could go on. There's just so much stuff going on in my life. But with that being said, I am glad to announce that I will not be the sole provider of content for The Vision Project anymore because we are adding team members to The Vision Project. I am so excited for this opportunity, you guys, and I am so ready to give them some responsibility because I can't do this on my own. (laughs) So, guys, I am really excited to announce that, to be able to say that. The Vision Project is expanding, that we're getting bigger, and I'm excited for the ministry to gain new perspective, new stories and testimonies and giftings, etc. Guys, it's going to be so great. I'm excited for that opportunity. And I think that is our only announcement for now, other than there might be another short film coming soon. Wow! What? Wait, wait, wait. Did I just say that? Oh, shoot. Did that slip out? That there might be another short film? (laughs) Coming out soon? Yeah, that's right. If you guys want to be a part of a short film, uh, and if I need people, please reach out to me, and I would love to know how much variety I have, how much help I could have with another short film. So that could be coming soon next year, this coming year, uh, the end of this year. Who knows? Only God knows. I'm excited, you guys, and I'm really pumped. Pumped! Wow, that's just such an old term. For today's podcast, I am excited to be able to bring on my lovely, beautiful, incredible fiancé for today's topic of godly Christian relationships. To those of you that asked questions on Instagram, I am looking forward to answering those questions, whether it was about relationships in general or if it was Caitlin and I's personal relationship I'm looking forward to answering these questions being able to give you guys new perspective and some insight on relationships itself and we're going to go into the Bible and really just dig into what relationships mean to God like what is the intention behind it what are the good things about it what are some of the iffy things about it, etc. We're going to talk about it. And of course, Caitlin and I are far from experts. We are not qualified professionally about relationships, but we do have experience and we do have some really awesome things to share. And we're looking forward to sharing our own personal beliefs and perspectives. So thank you guys for joining us on the show. We're looking forward to today's topic, being able to touch basis on it learn new things ourselves, and hopefully teach you guys something new and give you guys new perspective. If you guys do, go ahead and give us some feedback. We would love feedback and be able to improve this podcast as much as possible. We love you guys, and let's cue that intro. Have a great day. Welcome to The Vision Project, a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who he is and how much he loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we have transported to a new location and I am now at a different location than I was before the intro. Got you guys. I have the secret trick of teleportation. Teleportation. (laughs) (laughs) So... Like we, like I had said earlier, for us, 
Um, we definitely are not qualified professionally on the level of being able to counsel all peoples, but we know that there are a lot of people that have asked for guidance in our relationship, and we just want to be able to help out um, any sort of questions that people may have and just kind of the mysteries of a relationship. So we have some questions that we want to answer today, but first we kind of want to go over um, an introduction of one another. So... My darling. Yes. <laughs> we will start with you. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Is that all I'm supposed to say? Wow, you are so awkward on the podcast. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's the first time, folks. Give her a round of applause. <sighs> I'm going to put a sound effect in. <laughs> so, say your name, uh, maybe what you do for an occupation, and why you're here. <laughs> okay. My name is Caitlin, and I'm a dance teacher and a choreographer, and the reason why I'm here is because I'm currently... I too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. um, since T and I have been together for about four years, um, we definitely feel like we've learned a lot just in the four years. Mm-hmm. Obviously not as much as people who have been married for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, but um, definitely asked, have been asked about... Mm-hmm advice so in a godly way in a godly manner that honors christ and that just reflects Mm. it back to him so yeah that's why i'm here awesome um and i am tanner you guys know me as the vision project guy and that's why i'm here (laughs) (laughs) this is all that i do no um i am a church counselor that's kind of what i like to go by because that's what i do a lot um uh, what I have full-time work, full-time school. I'm a student. Yay. Yeah. I, ah. <laughs> um, We've been and, praying for that. Huh? We've been praying for that. Yeah. Full-time job. Yeah. It's been an amazing. God has worked through many prayers of ours. And I think also going to school for an education to become a pastor one day is also really exciting as well. So mm-hmm. shout out to Moody Bible College. Um, I'm really excited about um being in my second semester and i have two years left so let's go yeah okay go ahead um well we first wanted to start off with um just where the relationship should be based upon and the Uh foundation of it um and the intentions of a relationship going into marriage especially do you want to start us off with that yeah well and also to go off that i think that it's really important that we talk about the intentions that God has for us for our relationship, Mm -hmm. for not only our relationship, but all relationships. Um, And just kind of just talk about sort of the key um, intentions God has from the beginning of time, from Genesis, um, and then throughout Scripture, uh, what we can pull out from different verses and what we can understand about it. So do you have a verse that you want to share right now? Uh, I think you should start off with the ones okay, that you cool. have. I think they're really good. Okay, so uh, let's start off with Matthew six, uh, 19, 6. Uh, and it says, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And I'm going to go also to Ephesians 4, 2 through 3. Ephesians is really powerful when it comes to uh, relationships as well. Um, It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. 
And so with that being said, you know, both of those verses talk about a bond, a very unique bond that God has blessed us with um, when it comes to marriage and relationships. I think that, um, you know, we personally don't believe in supporting dating for experience. Um, we courted. Is that how you say it? Cor- yeah, we were courting. Courting. There we <laughs> go. Yeah, we courted. Old-fashioned. Courted. Going court. And if you guys know that musical, go ahead and <laughs> type it down in the comics. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we just think that relationships are supposed to be intentional. And, you know, of course, that is talking about marriage when it's saying that the two shall become one because there's a physical covenant as well as a spiritual covenant joined together uh, with God. Uh, a lot of the times people hear about the love triangle. And that's when uh, the closer that you get to God, the closer you get together. Um, Which is very true. Yeah. And that's also just one of the really important things to look at when you're looking at a relationship is that an individual uh, relationship with God really does benefit your overall relationship together. Um, But to go along with that, the intentions of God, of course, is to uh, unite uh, man and woman together. And that's what we believe in. We see that scripture um, says that intentionally throughout it. So it's very consistent when it talks about the uniting of man and woman. Um, and it even talks about um, that in Genesis. So if you go back to the beginning of time with Adam and Eve, you see that the, um, I believe Adam is the one who actually says it, that the, the man shall leave uh, his parents to join his wife. I could be wrong, though. But back in Genesis, um, it does speak about that. So I think Matthew was kind of calling back to that point. So do you have a verse you'd like to share as well? Um, yeah. So uh, since T and I have always, like from the beginning, believed that we were going to get married, we always had this intention of marriage, which is, I think, very important. We didn't court or date because, you know, we just liked each other. But, you know, from the beginning, him and I told each other that we could imagine marrying each other. Mm-hmm. And since then, we always looked at the relationship as best as we could in a godly manner, as well as the way that um, God looks at marriage. Not that we're married, but um, we always looked at it like how Christ is the head of the church Mm. kind of deal. So the bride being the church and the the husband being Christ. So Mm. in Ephesians 5, 23, it says, um, for the husband is the head of the church. Sorry, excuse me. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and his is himself its savior. Mm. Now as the Christ submits to Christ, (laughs) (laughs) as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So just kind of going back on um, the placement of husbands and wives and, you know, in a relationship, we didn't have to worry about that at least a year or two or three, Mm -hmm. you know, around four years we had to you know, begin to realize, oh, yeah, we're going to get married and mm. um, we should probably keep that mindset because we kind of get lazy and kind of forget why we're doing this sometimes, you know. Mm. But, um, yeah, we just always had that intention and that mindset. So yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think a reminder that we always needed to have for ourselves is that there was, there's always going to be a better next step to our relationship uh, when it comes to um, when we're seeking after marriage, because for us, we wanted to save a lot of different things. We, we failed on saving some things, but, 
uh, we knew that marriage and engagement, et cetera, was something to look forward to in our future. Um, and it gave us a lot of hope. It gave us a lot of um, great things to look forward to and to be excited for it and just energized by uh, the way that we really engaged ourselves in our relationship and just everything was purposeful. Um, we didn't want to have anything in our life, in our relationship to be uh, without purpose. And so everything we did was with intention and it was all geared towards the desire to marry one another. Um, I just remember this is just came to mind, quick story. Um, I was texting your best friend, Grace Harrison. Shout out to Grace. Um, <laughs> um, and so I was texting her on kick if you guys oh remember gosh. that. Um, you 12 year olds probably don't know what that is anymore. Yeah, you little, what are they? What generation are they? I don't even know. I, I was going to try to roast them, but I can't because I'm a millennial. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I was texting her best friend on kick and there was just a night that we were spending time together after some sort of event that we were at and we were talking and I was telling her that like, Oh my gosh, like I think I'm going to marry this woman. Uh, and that was before we even started courting. So really interesting. Not all relationships happen that way, but I mean, we just, we just had that feeling. We just always knew that that was the direction we wanted to head towards. So, which is really cool. Cause that's something I always prayed for. T is my first boyfriend and fiance and Whoops. it's okay. Um, <laughs> but that was just, we'll talk about that. It's just something that was really cool and a blessing because I always prayed that my first uh, boyfriend would be my husband one day. And so on May 23rd, that'll, you know, happen. Oh, yeah. Let's go. (laughs) And for me, sadly, okay, I, I, (laughs) let me get the spiel, okay? (laughs) Let me talk about this. I, in my personal belief, I believe that you are my first girlfriend that I ever had. Yeah. Even though we never really called each other boyfriend, girlfriend, because we just, we, we hated that. We always hated that. Um, so basic. Yeah, you basic weirdo. Uh, um, <laughs> no offense, it's just our opinion. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but for me, I never really had a true, genuine relationship, because the only other relationship I really had, okay, there's two. The first I one, the, 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 <laughs> I'm a player, okay? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the first one that I had, it was I walked up to the girl and I said, will you be my girlfriend? Super awkwardly. Like, I didn't even really walk up to her. Like, I was like, hi. And I stood there and stood there and stood there. And then I was like, um, will you be my girlfriend? And then the very next day, she texted me and she was like, yeah, so my parents told me that we couldn't be together which I found out later on, she just wanted to be with a different guy. So, um, oh, anyways, that didn't work out, uh, and it wasn't really, yeah, n- nothing happened. We weren't boyfriend girlfriend at all. Uh, and then the other one was online, and I never s- really met the girl until nice. after we broke up. So, <laughs> yeah, you're my first. Yay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna move on to our next uh, segment, I guess you could say. Um, but it's kind of on to questions. questions. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of posts on our stories on Instagram for y'all to ask us some questions. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we got some really awesome questions. I'm really, really blessed by each and every one of you that 
had reached out to us and asked those questions. They're really, really great, and we're looking forward to answering them, hopefully, to our best abilities for you. And I'm sorry for the air conditioning that's turned on. Curse you. Hey, praise God we got air conditioning. That's true. Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay. So the first question is, what does God say about physical boundaries? (laughs) (laughs) Can I start on this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So... T, do you want to look up some Bible verses on just... I'm just going to be super spiritual, okay? Okay. So, as far as... He'll look up the verses, but... um, Boundaries are very important, especially to us who um, want to stay as pure as we can and um, give ourselves to one another on our wedding day in covenant, which it says in the Bible. Um, A lot of Christians have different beliefs on this, but this is what we believe from the Bible. And um, as far as boundaries, we gave ourselves um, a lot of different boundaries that could uh, protect us from any temptation, which, Mm. you know, sadly we have failed in. But, you know, we've grown from it and um, given ourselves more boundaries from that. And because of that, it has helped us in a lot of ways uh, from something as, you know, obvious as, you know, maybe not be alone in a room where no one's around Mm. to something as very detailed and kind of crazy as, you know, don't be under the same blanket. It's it's whoa. kind of, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for T, he was the very first um, man that I ever felt in a way that wasn't just liking, and it was very different for me. And so to know that boundaries was very important uh, was very helpful as well. So mm. boundaries, my friends, is so important, especially those that want to stay um, pure on, for their wedding day um it's so hard in the moment because you love each other so much mm-hmm. and you want that intimacy but it's not going to satisfy you until that wedding day so yeah boundaries are very important yeah and yeah true satisfaction does come from staying pure and having a heart that is fully intended for doing glory uh for the lord and i just think that it all stems from where is your heart at and your intention for staying pure uh, physically because if your heart in the first place is already struggling with sexual immorality and lust um, it can be a big trial for you like it can be really hard to refrain from keeping pure especially because I myself struggled with lust uh, before Kayla and I got in our relationship and that was something that made it that much harder to keep as pure as possible Um, And honestly, I I think my intentions for um, being uh, intimate and romantic uh, could turn from the purest form because I was so focused on um, what I desired in sex. And so that's really, I said the S word, Um, but but honestly, it starts individually um, when when it comes to having a pure mind. Um, and so I kind of want to go to Hebrews 13, verse 4, and it says, Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And so there's another verse in, I believe it's in Matthew, uh, where Jesus says, If you uh, look at a woman sexually, then you have committed adultery in your mind. And so just having a pure heart in the first place is, is something that you want to make sure that you are seeking after. 
Um, but it can become really hard if you aren't falling in love with Jesus in the first place, because if your um, walk with God isn't good in the first place, then you might have a struggle, you know, going into the relationship. So I think when it comes to the physical uh, portion of staying pure, make sure you stay true to those boundaries. I mean, there was many moments where uh, we gave up our boundaries for that moment of satisfaction um, to our flesh. And honestly, it really hurt us in a sense where, where if we go past a boundary and we mess up, it's on us and that can really start up arguments and um, it can cause a lot of division and frustration because we're uh, we're mad, we're frustrated that the enemy got between us and got the better of us in that moment. And so, you know, for us, honestly, keeping boundaries and setting them at the beginning, making sure that you stay true to them, those are really, really helpful things. Caitlin, you have something to say, ma'am? Yeah, and I think as far as it's physical, it's very important that you're also with Christ spiritually. Mm-hmm. The moments that T and I were, were not um, spending time with God in his word, in his presence, we were failing not only in that physical aspect, but also the way we treated each other mm. and our patience with one another. We don't, we can't give each other that love if we don't spend time with mm. the God who is love. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to be patient or selfless with one another mm. if we're not spending time with the one who is selfless, who is patient. Mm. So um, as much as it's physical, it's also spiritual, which is so important. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> that is really awesome. Um, but yeah, it all sprouts from your intentions and your uh, your relationship with God. And, you know, if you don't, if you're looking at love uh, first and you're prioritizing love in a sexual manner uh, rather than an intimate manner, because there's a difference. There's a, a complete difference between um, being sexual and being intimate. Uh, and we have found that out more and more, uh, you know, just as we grow in this relationship, you know, we're realizing that there's a lot of intimate things that don't have to be with touch. There's a lot of intimate things that don't have to be, uh, with showing love with one another, uh, physically. And so if your mind is caught in the moment for doing a sexual act, um, and if your heart and in your intentions are for, um, seeking after, um, sexual, going past the sexual boundaries, you're probably going to get caught up uh, with a bad heart and intention behind um, showing intimacy to that other person. So, And let's not get confused that sex is supposed to be beautiful in a marriage, um, in a marriage setting when you are married to your husband, to your wife. That is when it is beautiful. God is en- encourages it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's outside of it, it is... Um, a sinful act which sounds so harsh and it sounds like it's you know god's just judging you but i mean he is <laughs> he is the great judge but yeah he's the um mm-hmm. but yeah it is supposed to be beautiful god mm-hmm. didn't create it for it to be you know um created to be this nasty thing that america has now created it to be it's supposed to be beautiful between the world, yeah. yeah america <laughs> america yeah, just america <laughs> uh, just the world has created it to be but yeah. it's supposed to be beautiful and encouraged between a man and wife. So Yeah, and I wasn't saying that to bash sex, period, because sex yeah. is a very beautiful thing. And, we, I mean, we just read about it as well, you know, in Scripture. You know, the two becoming one, that's a physical covenant as well um, with sex. And that, you know, is that 
uh, intertwining of God and the relationship of uh, the, the husband and wife. Um, so yeah, sex is a great thing. It's awesome. But when that is your very first priority, when it comes to your, um, your ideals of love, then, um, I think you're going to be really, uh, stuck in a, in a really cruddy situation. So yeah, let's move on to the next question. Unless you have something to add to that. Nope. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. The next question is what makes a relationship strongest in the midst of trials? trials (laughs) my goodness yeah no yeah do you want to start us off or do you want me Um, to sure um i think what makes a relationship the strongest um it sounds so hard but keeping god in that trial is the best thing you can do Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of hard because i mean Trials, out of trials, your relationship grows stronger. I don't think, yeah. That's why I said trials. Yeah. yeah. So I think, honestly, experience is a great thing. Um, you know, just as you grow more and more throughout uh, going through these trials, it honestly gives you um, an easier way to respond to things. It gives you a better understanding with uh, with the experience. You're able to come out of situations easier uh, for us, our fights have been getting much easier and lighter. As Maybe of, not even fights, but disagreements. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Sorry, people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for our arguments and disagreements and frustrating moments and times where we have, you know, kind of tension um, yeah. in the moment, we honestly have gotten better with responding because we know that tone is a huge thing. Uh, recognizing that tone that will get you stronger when when you understand how to control tone that can really take you a long way um, being able to control emotions that's also another huge thing so tone and emotions are, are a huge benefit when you're able to um, I guess understand each other's emotions and tone as well as um, being able to control your own your heart and your anger and your frustration in the moment um, but I mean, the cliche answer would just to say to have a rooted relationship with God and to have the spirit dwell in, in that moment. Um, but I mean, we, we know the right answers and that's truly, you know, an, an easy, I feel like cop out answer because <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to give you guys a different, um, you know, answer to go with, but, um, having the Holy spirit with you and guiding you with discernment is a very huge plus. Yeah, and I think, like you said earlier, um, it's also through experience. Obviously, if you're in a relationship and you have your first argument, you're going to learn from that. Um, mm-hmm. Through our arguments and disagreements, I have learned more how he responds, you know, how he responds better to things. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're both a tone person. How you say something and the words that you use can really make a difference. And sometimes yeah. um, we found that, um, you know, taking a moment to ourselves, like, mm-hmm you know, separating out of the room or something really helps, uh, even though it might hurt for a little bit because I'm the person that just wants to keep talking and go at it, (laughs) and he just needs a moment to process. And so we're both learning patience with that, and it allows us to uh, go to God in those moments and to ask him to give us the words that we need and to understand the other person, to also pray for the other person. 
and it helps us to come back to a more calm, peaceful, um, I guess, feeling where we kind of have our emotions out of the way and we can finally come together with a clear mind, not anything led by frustration and talk it out. Or sometimes it's even just a hug and just saying, I'm sorry, mm. you know, we, we both understand kind of deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, and understanding each other's, um, yeah, just understanding each other's emotions is, is just a huge thing. I mean, I just want to come back to that because of how important it is. And, you know, honestly, that's just such a huge thing when it comes to understanding one another, understanding, you know, how people respond. I, you know, I have to be able to process and I stay really quiet. Caitlin doesn't enjoy when I'm quiet because she thinks nope. that, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's the way that I process. I process very deeply. I'm somebody that, um, that processes that way, just has to sit there and quiet and think. Um, but uh, when I have these questions at me, um, you know, being thrown at me or whatever it may be, it can, you know, cause tension still in my heart. And so, yeah, I mean, I can't, I think that's what I would say for that. I can't really think of anything else other than, you know, understanding the situation, understanding each other better understanding our relationship with God better. Um, yeah, like, Caitlin has something great. Yeah, yeah, and I think a big thing in an argument or in a disagreement or I don't really like using the word fight, but, you know, in, um, in a moment like that, <laughs> no, you're good, um, is to be as selfless as you can. Oof. It's so hard, but when you look at the situation as, as okay, um, how can I do better? How can I understand the person? Lord, mm. work on my heart rather than Lord, work on his heart. Lord, help him to mm. understand me. You know, it makes a big difference and it's hard in the moment because you want, you want the, um, the validation. You want the, um, under, you know, you want your other half to understand you, mm. but sometimes you just have to be selfless yeah. and you have to fight for that, which is so hard. And also remember that it, it's not you and your um, uh, your significant, significant other, other um, against each other. It's you two against the problem, which Woo! is <laughs> which is so <laughs> which is so important because if you look at it like you're against the person, you're mm. gonna want um, it's just gonna keep going as a fight rather mm. than like, hey, let's figure this out together. Let's figure out what we can do better <laughs> what did i do wrong how can i do this you know yeah. to help you so yeah super important i think i just got something too again for that and i and i want to make we're trying to make this podcast as speedy <laughs> as possible because there's so many questions um but honestly a when you're going through an argument when you're going through these these times of tension um it's honestly a distraction from true reality because when you're fighting against gosh dang it when you're when you're <laughs> when you're battling in war yeah. and it gets bloody no. <laughs> <Rawr>. <laughs> <laughs> um but in reality like you had said Kaylin, and i love you for this uh you know you feel like you're fighting against one another but really you're fighting for each other yes. and wow <laughs> the spirit <laughs> is moving um but yeah you're fighting for one another and you're trying to gain an understanding of one another and when you get that perspective which i now am so happy i have that perspective <laughs> god is teaching us so many things right oh now my goodness, um <laughs> it's gonna hurt a little bit it might it might tingle your heart a little bit it <laughs> might it might hurt a little bit a little but, but but that's what it is it's it's honestly working through 
the rough and able to soften. Wow, I just popped my knuckles. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy. Um, but when you're working through these these tough times and these situations, um, honestly, you have to have the, respect, the perspective that you're fighting for one another and you're going against what the enemy is trying to do in the relationship. So you're fighting for unity. You're fighting for oneness and, and likeness as well. Um, because that's what we all want, especially with the relationship with Christ. If we're looking at this relationship as a whole, as Christ loves the church, the church is trying to fight for likeness in Christ. And so this is something that you'll see with, within the church, uh, fighting for, uh, unison as a body, Mm -hmm. but then together as a couple, as this beautiful, um, body, we're able to fight for one another. And so when we have the perspective always, like we said earlier, that this relationship is a reflection of Jesus loving us so much unconditionally, then we'll gain a better perspective on the situation. Yes. You are so awesome. No, you're awesome. <laughs> I like you. God did so much through that. Wow. All that right. was so cool. Next question? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, you want to read it? Of course. Okay. Ooh. That one? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. We'll start I don't know that if they one. want to know okay, about it. Okay, just do a quick I'm one. sorry. Okay. How has family played into the development of your relationship? Great question. I love these love questions. It. I know. Um, I think it really uh, really helped us. My family, the Camacho family, um, we have a lot of amazing um relationships that we get to look up to my Mm -hmm. mom and my dad um my brother jason and his wife gabby my brother brennan and uh, his wife molly Mm. and they all just really pursue christ together Mm -hmm. and so because of that they not only have been a great example for us but they also Mm. um, have encouraged us and helped us and Mm. you know i know that there are a lot of situations that aren't like that there have um, been people who are in broken homes and divorced families and you Mm. know marriage is a is a a heavy subject or a rough topic so um but yeah you know i have been blessed to have a family that has definitely helped our relationship and <coughs> getting us prepared for Absolutely, marriage yeah. and been real and honest with us mm. which has been hard yeah but being real and honest has helped us um grow for sure mm. yeah and i think honestly for me um yeah, I, I really think that family has played a huge part on our relationship because we're people that want to make sure that we're included. Um, we want to make sure that we are, um, yeah, including ourselves in, with time with family because we know that family is a very important uh, entity uh, in this world and being able to, you know, grow with one another. And I think for me, I hate the stereotypes. I hate the fact that there's so many stereotypes in Hollywood and in entertainment saying that yeah, in-laws are the enemy and in-laws are this and nah, it's. I love my. Yeah. I love your mom and your dad. <laughs> yeah. I love them. yeah, and like I feel like I grew in what I was desiring. Like I I gained what I wanted uh, when I was praying for a community. When I was praying for people to just enter in my life because, you know, not only do you have your your family, but. Uh, your friends that that are surrounding your family mm-hmm. that are like family that I gained as as brothers and as sisters in Christ totally. and you know for me it's played a huge part I've gained so much community and so for me personally I've always struggled with um, you know getting friends and, and having friends uh, and having these relationships and having a lot of them 
Um, but when I when you came into my life um, and I had your family, I was like, wow, like God just blew me away with what I've been praying for, which is community. And I really was praying for that for a long time. And now I'm blessed with it. And so for us, community with our family has been uh, with our families has yes, been a huge your part. Parents are in, you're sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, <clears throat> no, interrupt no, you. you I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, your parents definitely. Um, have also been a huge help. They yeah. have encouraged us, given us um, just advice and tips and are also mm. a beautiful marriage to look at. You know, it, yeah. we're, again, blessed to have all these um, beautiful marriages, like mm. I just said, um, to look up to and yeah. to have it as an, as an example and to um, learn from, yeah. which is very important. Yeah, and I gained, you know... Um, many new brothers and sisters uh through mar- through what is to come in marriage yeah. um you know and i've been discipled by your brothers and i've been guided by your mom and your dad and it's just i love the community that we have and and, and that's accessible in in relationships when you give it the opportunity i wouldn't you know doubt the in-laws <laughs> give nah. give them a chance that's what i would say because you know honestly that could be life changing cuz it has for me for sure you know yeah. so cool uh and the next question is what first attracted you to each other and what still attracts you <laughs> today oh <laughs> just look right here okay so for me honestly <laughs> she got the hint i did um well i first like noticed tanner when uh, my dad was coaching for his school and it was the cutest moment. I like I could like this. She was... saw my six pack of abs when I came out of the locker room. Oh yeah, totally. Because I've always had six packs of abs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I think it was the cutest moment I could have ever um, experienced with seeing him for the first time. Like ever, like for the first time. My dad um, just had a talk with him and invited him to be on the varsity team with him. Yeah. And so I saw that, you know, happen. And then I saw him run to his mom and just jump jump up and down because he was so excited about my dad. And I was like, Mom, Mom, did you see that? Dad invited him on the team and he's so happy. And I just thought that was the cutest thing, first of all. But I think, um, well, if we're going to go physically attractive. <laughs> physical. Well, I, I thought his eyes were very beautiful and mm. intoxicating <laughs> but strong adjective yes strong, yeah. adjective but yeah his eyes first of all but he also had a very um inviting and attractive personality which sounds so like cliche but it's so true he's so lovable and no. he's very friendly and when i mean friendly like if you become friends with him He's going to remember you and, like, ask how you've been and how you doing. I mean, at first there was friend zone of RIP. We don't talk <laughs> about that. Our relationship is imperfect. But, you know, that's what I think attracted to me physically and, uh, I guess, not maybe spiritually. Mm. I don't know. Okay, your turn. What, me? My yeah. turn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me affirm you, my darling. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, for me, we really got to know each other at CYT Sacramento. Shout out to Christian Let's Youth go. Theater. Um, that was honestly the best thing that could have possibly happened. And it all happened on a winning ticket to summer camp. So thank you, <laughs> Lord, for that. Um, and honestly, when I was in the season of going to CYT classes on Friday um, and we saw each other, 
you know, one of the things that I first recognized about her was her spirit to love other people. Um, and what I saw in her truly, and I'm not lying is Jesus. Um, yeah, I, when I saw you in those times of classes, when, you know, we became best friends during that time, um, I saw you going around and loving people and hugging people and, and wanting to have conversations with people. And I saw Jesus, you know, loving people and inviting people in a hospitable way. And so for me, the very first thing, and it sounds like the cliche Christian answer is I definitely saw a spirit in her that was attractive and it was her. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was her loving um, attitude for obeying God and for just loving people. And I saw that and I was like, wow, that is the most amazing woman I've ever seen. Oh, so, thanks. Yeah, I'm blushing right now. <laughs> he is. He doesn't really do that. <laughs> you used to a ton. Um, and then Jay. what still attracts you today? You how go we, first. Oh, how about you go first on this one? I went first. Well, oh, also I didn't talk about physically. Oh, you don't have um, to talk about physical. Huh? You don't have to talk about it. I don't have to. You don't have to. Are you sure? Okay. I mean, I think you're very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I love that you're a beautiful, freckled, brown-skinned girl. Oh, my gosh. I just said that on the podcast. So. All right. Um, Today? Today. Um, Nothing anymore. Well, (laughs) no. Of course, I still love it. No. It's it's definitely um, the way he loves me. Not to sound selfish, but because we've get gotten to know each other so well in the uh-huh. past four years, he knows me deeper than I think a lot of people do, maybe even some of my family members, and have, um, he's definitely cared for me and uh, helped me spiritually, and I think what attracts me the most right now is even just his walk with Christ. Like, I can't tell you, like when he talks to me and he's like, yeah, I just read this and we're just having a deep conversation about what he's read and what we're going Mm. through in the Bible or what God's teaching us or what we need prayer for. Mm. That definitely makes me feel more attracted to him um, in a spiritual way. I Mm. still think he's very handsome physically (laughs) and I still love his eyes. So, Mm. yeah. Thank you, my love. Of course. Um, For me, it's it's still the same, but to go differently, um, you know, I wasn't super strong spiritually at the beginning of my my relationship with Caitlin. I thought I was, um, but I was more of a fan of God than a follower of God. Um, and so in my walk with God, um, seeing her doing prayer journals and doing these devotionals and reading scripture and, um, yeah, just seeing her write in her journal to, to God, um, to me was such a beautiful thing to see. Um, and so for me, I got excited by, uh, seeing her being motivated for, for Christ. And so for me, she changed my life spiritually. And that's just to add on what, uh, really attracted me in the beginning of our relationship. But now, you know, honestly, you've grown so much in your relationship with God. Um, another thing that attracts me is seeing your motivation towards loving people still, but, but now you've gotten more comfortable with ministering to people. And so seeing you desiring for people to know Jesus more um, really has been super attractive. And you're also very beautiful. And I love everything about you physically. Oh, yeah. I could go on about (laughs) saying those things. That's not. But but your beautiful smile. Thank 
I love your beautiful smile. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next question is a two in one again. Mm. What are three key things that every relationship needs, and what is the hardest part about being in a relationship? Okay. <sighs> what you going first? Need? Okay. Maybe we can share this. Yeah. Yeah, you can go on the first key. Number one, I think we can both agree on this, mm-hmm. is Christ. It's faith. God and yeah. faith. It's so important to have that as mm-hmm. your foundation and to have that um, be your motivation mm-hmm. individually and together. We both recently just started um, getting back into reading the word together, mm-hmm. which, oh my goodness, has been so helpful and so beautiful. And it doesn't yeah. have to be about relationships. We don't have to go into no. the Bible and read about relationships. You know, we're just reading about Proverbs and just knowing Christ and yeah. knowing God more and who he is and what he has called us yeah. to together <clears throat> has definitely um, bonded us so beautifully. Yeah, yeah, and for um, for faith as well, when it comes to the subject of faith, you know, having an individual strong relationship with God will take you a very long way in this relationship. You will be very successful in the relationship if you have a closeness individually with God. Um, but then when you come together and you read like that's, that's bonus. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's a perk for sure. When you are able to come together and read the word and be excited about it and fall in love with it. Um, just being able to have that is such an amazing thing. Also, I think a benefit when it comes to faith is going to the same church. Um, I think that's a really important thing. We made that decision, uh, in our first year. Uh, I switched from the church I had been going to my entire life for, uh, I think it was 17 years at that point. Um, so for 17 years of my life, I was going to this church, grew up in it. And then I switched to um, First Baptist Church of Auburn, where we go now, and where we serve together in ministry. Um, so I think that's deal, so a huge... Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I switched to, to FBC Auburn. And so going to the same place, being able to be, uh, learning the same thing at the same time. I can't believe you right now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think learning from the same pastor and learning from the same word each, each and every week when you're involved in that, I think it really helps, uh, sharpen one another. I think it gives an opportunity for you guys to reflect on what you learned, uh, each Sunday, etc. So we'll go on to number two. Um, Number two, key for what? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hey, that was good. She said communication. I I thought I would let that slip really quick so that you guys can understand why we're whispering to each other. But she whispered and communicated to me about communication. (laughs) That was super good. Good job. Wow. Great communication there. (laughs) Um, Wow. This is... A subject none of us are perfect at. No. This is something I'm very bad at. We're growing in. I'm growing in it. Okay. I, as an individual person, hate texting. I don't like texting. I'm not good at it, and I'm not very responsive at it. And so for Caitlin, who's very good with texting, very good with communicating. I don't know if texting is good, but I'm good at No, but I'm saying response. you're good at it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um... So for her, and yeah, we're definitely different in that. I'm not good at tech. She's she's better at it, and she's better at communicating. 
um, it can become very fun sometimes. Let's just say that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's not just, like, physical communication of, like, texting and, like, letting each other know where we're at, but it's also um, spiritual communication, which sounds weird, um, which is what I think on my end I struggle with. T's very open with how he feels, and he can Mm. tell me um, how he's feeling or what made him upset or how this made him feel. And for me, it's hard for me to communicate that because I feel like when I say how I feel, I don't want him to feel hurt. I don't mm. want him to be upset. I don't want him to think of me differently because I feel like this. You know, it's just mm. I'm a woman. I think of like a million different things for one situation. Yeah. So. And to go on with that, yeah, I wanted to start off with the most relevant thing, which is text, um, which is a really good tool to use in a relationship. But yeah. um, openness, transparency, uh, along with communication is very important you know whether it's it's what the heck was it's my that? alarm it's just my alarm <laughs> <laughs> um but when you're going through tough times uh i think really just being open and honest with what you struggle with is a very key thing uh for me it's really hard to admit when i fail and i i mess up but i need you as my supporter uh, more than i think i i do i'm really selfish i'm prideful and i like to keep things to my mm. Uh, myself because I'm selfish but I've always known that I needed to communicate with you so and assumption is a very deadly weapon Mm. in a relationship (laughs) please do not assume just it it would be better just to start a conversation by asking a question rather than well I assumed this was for me or I assumed you meant it by that no you have to like if you have a question you ask it because that'll save you um, a really weird awkward conversation later yeah Yeah, so not assuming, making sure you are open and honest to one another. Um, Honestly, not having secrets. I think secrets is a dagger. Yes. Like, I could literally speak on how secrets can divide a relationship. And especially, when again, we're going back to the image of Christ uh, loving the church. Um, When we go back to Adam and Eve... They were ashamed of their sin that they fell into, and they tried to hide from God. They tried to to um, hold it in rather than repent right away. And God still gave them the opportunity to talk about it. He was like, hey, you know, where are you? What did you do? Or what's going on? Um, and so I think being as open and honest in that is very, very key. And, yeah, I think communication, good job. Thank you. Is very, very important. I have. You have a third one? I have a third one. Good. Having good, solid, foundational goals. Hmm. I think goals is a really awesome way to, I mean, goals can be really general. I think for us, um, setting boundaries as goals, like being able to reach certain boundaries, um, has been really helpful for our relationship. Especially in this time of getting ready to get married, mm-hmm. uh, we've set a lot of goals. We yes. we have we actually like the workbook that we're going through for our, our uh, marriage book uh, has us write down goals. And so when we've written down those goals, we communicated to one another with it, um, and we tried to match what goals we're trying to reach for one another. And it's been really helpful. Go ahead and go on that if you have anything yeah especially our biggest goal was that we wanted to get married to one another and i think that's really important if you are in a relationship um save the heartache and talk about marriage it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be weird because um 
what's the point of a relationship if you're just gonna you know like each other for like a few months and then just like peace out you know that's Mm -hmm. just more heartache and you're gonna lose trust and eventually one day when you will get married you are going to kind of keep that past relationships with you not that um you know it's promised but you know you are gonna have Mm -hmm. a little bit of each relationship and possibly you know no trust and um kind of want to ditch out on the marriage because you did on the past relationships so um it's very important to communicate with your Mm -hmm. communication communicate with your significant other if um, marriage is the goal you know yeah and communicate early what your goals are going to be um i think for kaylin and i we had we knew our goals really before we got into um this idea of pushing towards marriage uh we knew you know how many kids we we wanted we knew that we wanted to have kids Mm -hmm. we wanted to be parents uh we knew each other's career goals individual goals Mm -hmm. um so communicating on that, I think goals does go with communication, but having goals yes. I, and, and along with boundaries has been really, really important for uh, our relationship. I think, um, you know, short term goals is also a really awesome thing to point out. Like I've told her, I want to do this album. And so she knows that I'm going to be uh, busy with doing music and she's very understanding of that, which God bless her <laughs> for being so patient in it, which it can be hard. But yeah. um, along with goals, making sure that you have individual spiritual goals, um, being patient, uh, with one another, um, being able to be okay with one another, one another, um, desiring certain individual goals. Like for her, she wants to be a dance teacher. I am all for that. Like whether that's us doing a, uh, you know, opening a studio one day, whether that's, you know, opening up our own, uh, theater Aww. company, whatever it is, I support her and her goals. And Thanks. I, and I want to be able, <laughs> uh, I want to be able to, um, to have a confidence in that. So um, me knowing her goals, me knowing my goals, and then each one, one another knowing each other's goals has been really helpful yes. um, in our future direction. And I want us to really cue in on that, you know, keyword future. Goals is for the future. And so when you know one another's goals, it allows you to know the direction where you want to go with the relationship. So, yeah. And then uh, what is the hardest part about being in a relationship? I think the hardest part is when you go through seasons of individual hardship. Um, this is just one one thing out of many things that can become really difficult. But uh, for me, when I'm struggling with my relationship with God, it tears us apart. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does hurt us and affect us. And so uh, I think the hardest part is when the other individual is struggling and you're fighting for them. Like you're trying to do your best to pick them up and to, to hold them close. So... Uh, spiritual warfare is what I would say. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I think that's the hardest thing is when, you know, you're, you as an individual person are going through a struggle and, you know, your partner is trying to, your sig- significant other is trying to, you know, pick you up and, and help you out and, and trying to give you the best advice. Like there are seasons that we go through that are really difficult and hard. Um, but we know that, you know, God is on our side. We know that we have, um, him as the helper, but, you know, when you're just going through those seasons, you really um, just got to, I guess it's an individual thing, but at the same time, you do need your faith and your significant other to help you out through those things. I think I agree with you 100% on that. Spiritual warfare is very um, sneaky, mm-hmm. and I think as you start your relationship, you need to be aware and prepared for um, for it. I wasn't mm-hmm. prepared, and I you know, um, 
I endured some weird spiritual warfare that I've never, you know, experienced before. Mm. So just be prepared. Not that I'm going to tell you you're going to go through it, but be prepared. The enemy is sneaky and he wants you to, um, especially if this is a relationship God has in, um, has for you, the enemy is going to do everything he can to, mm. um, you know, hurt you individually as well as in a relationship. Mm. So. And my number one advice for a relationship going along with all of this is to expect the unexpected, um, but not to expect the worst. You never want to like get your your hopes down in a relationship. But there are things that we did not expect in a relationship that popped up that we were like, what in the actual heck? Like for me, I never thought in my entire life, my existence of living on this earth that I would desire sex. And so, you know, for as great as sex is and how awesome it is, uh, I mean, we don't know it yet, (laughs) but, um, you know, just expecting the unexpected of of the enemy trying to come in and and divide you apart. So, you know, for us, we struggled with, you know, fighting for purity and making sure that we were honoring our boundaries. And so uh, we just believe that... um, yeah, that just expecting the unexpected will help you out through your relationship. Yeah. You want to go on to the next question? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So this is a fun one. What are you looking forward to for having children? I'm going to start off with this yeah. one. I My dream for my entire life, basically. <laughs> we all go through those weird seasons, right? Uh, as as children, we're like, I don't want to be married, and so <laughs> boys are gross. <laughs> I never said that. Oh, I did. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really crazy. <laughs> I say that no, no, hey. uh, no. <laughs> not that. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't, going, I, going, I'm not boy crazy. Keep going, That's keep going. weird. Keep going. That's weird. Okay. It just got weird real fast. <laughs> um. But for me, I've always wanted to be a dad. And um, I really, really hope my dream is to have a girl. I really want, <laughs> I really at least want a girl because, I mean, I grew up with two brothers and I've always, I always wanted a baby sister. I got Amber now. So what's up, Amber? <laughs> um, but for me, I have always wanted to be a girl dad um, because I just, always was able to connect with um with the younger children and being able to connect because I, I used to help in in uh, Sunday school for for little kids and just be able being able to connect with them I think really helped me out realize that I wanted to be a dad like I, I just wanted I wanted kids so bad and I can't wait for that day no matter how soon or, or how far it may be uh that's my goal in life is to be a dad so yeah, me too. I've always wanted to be a mom since I was a little girl and I'd have my little baby dolls. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, that that um, desire has always been mine. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to, um, yeah, be a mom. And mm-hmm. I totally, I don't know the extent to it. I don't mm-hmm. know how hard it is. I am preparing myself for the difficulty of mm-hmm. being a mom and what I have to sacrifice. And um, I'm excited for it because... You know, again, I've always loved kids and I also love my little nephew. He's like my (laughs) one of my little best friends and best friend. And, uh, you know, seeing how my brother and Mm. his wife um, parent him, it just makes me excited to be Mm. a mom someday and to parent with T. 
yeah and i'm excited as well just to to help him out to to you know to see what it's like to yeah just to see what it's like to be a parent i think it's going to be really awesome being able to difficult yeah, but being able to grow them in Christ as, you know, that being our foundation as parents, you know, seeing what the Bible says about um, parenting and stuff like that is going to be um, really awesome. I also think that along with parenting, just being able to go through life experiences with them, spoil the heck out of them and just love them like we unconditionally can. Yes. Next question. All right. Next question is biggest relationship trial and biggest triumph. <sighs> we got a lot of trials. <laughs> we also have a yep. lot of triumphs. A lot we of do. wins. We do. Actually, how do the trials become wins? Because we grow from them. Oh, always. Yeah. There's always a victory in um, Christ. I'm trying to think. Amen. I think. I'm trying to think of a moment that. I don't know. I just. I feel like we win out of every trial because we grow more and we understand each other more. Um, do you have a Do you have a win? Well, are you talking about like a specific? Well, because we're talking about specifics. Yeah, so I can't really think of any of a victory. No, I. I mean, of a triumph. I, I feel like they're all triumphs, in my opinion. Well, I'm saying like a triumph in getting out of a situation or succeeding in a moment in our relationship, like a moment of, um, yeah, overcoming something, a moment of, uh, success in our relationship, which. I mean, I think is engagement. Yeah, you I know. think for me, the um, I can't think of the specific moment, but I do remember, it, you know, it just coming to this point to where you and I had an, Keep going. a trial yeah. <laughs> to where, you know, we were talking about it, we took a moment, and, it you know, it was done in like <laughs> five minutes, you know. I, I can't think of it specifically, but, mm. I, you know, I know it's happened where, you know, it's been a trial, we processed, we come together, and we just, you know, kind of pushed our emotions aside. And I don't know. I just remember that one. <laughs> I can't think of it specifically. Um, for a trial, I think, um, just to be specific, I think after we got engaged, there was a season uh, for a long time where it was just really, it was hard for us. You know, we were going through a, a hard season just trying to figure things out. And um, I think it was harder on Caitlin and for me you know just trying to help her out in her situation through that season was was hard but we both were really battling and I think butting heads more than usual mm -hmm. uh what than what we should have in that season so um yeah I think after that season of I mean, which is awesome yeah being engaged but I think honestly spiritual warfare like I said uh in the last question you know was the biggest deal after getting engaged and we just really struggled during that time but yeah and I think um the triumph out of that which I think might be the biggest triumph um I think you might say what I was gonna no, say no you say it because I don't want to sure? say it wrong yeah you say it well I was gonna say COVID happening yes but yes. it wasn't that it wasn't like it didn't take that long for us to gain triumph out of it, it but was, I, it was a it, was it a did slower take a while. process yeah it was a longer process than usual. And quarantine really um, blessed our relationship. Oh, my gosh. I think it's because since we got engaged, uh, as much as we saw each other, we were very distracted. Yeah. And we were busy with work. We were busy with, you know, he was busy with school. And I mm. felt like I'd never see him. And yeah. he also has amazing brothers in Christ that he hang out with. And mm. um, so, you know, I we always felt like we were together, but 
you know, maybe not mentally together. Yeah. And so during quarantine, that really, really helped us. We spent almost every day together. Yeah. And we'd actually be able to engage with one another. We would um, do our marriage book. We <laughs> would um, talk to another. We'd do little dates, you know. Yeah. We'd go to the park in my neighborhood and have a hammock, you know, be on the hammock and mm. just talk together. And I think that's what really, um, yeah. it. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It pushed us through that time yes yeah and i think for i mean those those times for me like quarantine when it when it started was such a blessing and we never thought would would have it was just a blessing in disguise because i mean that's some of the sweetest time like time spent with caitlin that i will never ever ever forget like just the simple moments honestly make the biggest deal uh, and biggest impact in your relationship like for for us it was simply just going around the block going to a starbucks getting a, a our favorite tea there basically mm-hmm. uh yeah our favorite tea right yeah, yeah, it's, it's our favorite tea, tea. Yeah. uh getting our favorite tea going to the park that's by your house playing frisbee sitting on the hammock listening to peaceful music and just mm-hmm. meditating on god's creation with one another and just having conversation so I think during those times, it really just helped us a lot. Yes. Triumph. Yes. Next, <clears throat> Next question. question. Absolutely. You read it. What steps did you take as Christians to be ready, uh, to, to ready, ready yourselves, to be engaged? Well, I this guess is this is only m- this is my story. Yeah. So yeah. I've kind of already told this. Yeah. Weird. Sorry for the lengthiness of this, but. Um, for us, it's been, well, for me, goodness gracious, I'm getting caught off guard. Um, for me, it was a long process of waiting, um, for, it just took a lot of patience for me. It took a lot of trust in, in God's will for my life. Caitlin didn't know when it was going to happen. And I think that was kind of hard for her. And especially for me, it was really hard because I knew, and then she was getting, frustrated (laughs) because I knew and she didn't. And so, um, there were just different moments where it would maybe cause tension in that. But to give you guys some story, um, there was a job that I was at where I had some free time. And so I went on a break, uh, from this job and I went to, uh, check out Jared jewelers, which, um, my cousin works at. So I went and I checked out Jared jeweler jewelers. There we go. (laughs) Try to say that many times. Uh, yeah, and so I went and I was checking out a ring and I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to get married in like a couple months or, or get engaged in a couple months because I was looking at rings and stuff um, and was just shopping around. And I felt like I was, you know, going in God's direction, felt like I was, you know, doing his will. And then a couple weeks later after that, I lose my job. I don't have a job. And I. I look back and I'm like, wow, I think it's literally because I was thinking about proposing and it wasn't God's divine uh, purpose for me to get married yet. And so there was also other reasons why I feel like I, I was I left that job. But um, but I think that was one of the big reasons why um, going forward a year later. Um, and this is the season where I really feel like that's when God's moving. Uh, it's July of last year and well, it's more, it's kind of started in June. I was like kind of pondering the idea of maybe God's pushing us closer to marriage, but I want to seek God's will 
first. And so um, Kaylin and I and her mom are going on a trip down to L.A. Uh, to her dance camp at Arena Dance Camp. And we're stuck at the the grapevine. There's absolutely some of the, the craziest traffic you'll ever see. It's oh literally just. Oh, my gosh. Well, because there was a fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was a fire in the grapevine. And it was just absolutely crazy hectic. Like, I've never seen traffic like this in my entire life. Like, it took probably, like, what was it, six hours? It was, I think it was six hours just for cars to clear out of a freeway exit. So, it was, they were stuck all the way in this, like, shopping plaza area. No, but it took a very long time. It was super long. It was, like, five, six hours or something like that. Um, And so, we were stuck there, and... In this time, I had already felt like I was getting more, like, closer and felt more confident in proposing to Caitlin, um, but I never had confirmation, so I wanted to wait for that confirmation, and then Caitlin and I had a conversation there at the grapevine that opened up my eyes, and it was during uh, that time where, you know, there was all those cars in traffic, and God kept us there for a reason to have that conversation that confirmed it for me that I was supposed to propose to her. Um, so honestly, it took a lot of time of patience and, uh, trying to trust in, in God and what he was going to do. Um, but yeah, it, it was literally just, you just, you know, you just know. And, uh, no, no matter what came my way, I knew that I was supposed to propose to her because that conversation, you know, sparked, um, yeah, just the answer of God. So Yay. yeah, <laughs> now right here. Next thing. Yep. Want me to read it? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite thing about each other? Favorite thing about each other? I feel like we've kind of already answered this in a sense. Well, when that it comes was to how we're attraction. Attracted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could say my favorite thing about you is that you. She has to think about this one. Ugh. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that I like about you. Sure. I think. The main thing is that you push me to be more adventurous, which I really love. Oh, like, yeah. I really love. Like, you help me to try new things, whether that's food or going somewhere or um, trying this place. You know, whatever it is. So. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Um, goodness. Oh, man, so much. There's a lot. Um, I really enjoy because I, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that you understand me um, and that you're goofy. Like, you are so weird. Yeah, and that's, I love... That's a little, that's a little uh, scary. And I... No, <laughs> I might need to get checked up on that. <laughs> I absolutely love how weird you are because I'm super weird. And I felt like nobody was like me. Yay. I thought I had some really weird mental problems that I needed to get checked on. We got special mental problems together. And so um, for us, you know, I think, gosh, we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yeah, I really enjoy how goofy you are and how goofy we are together. Okay. Next question is... I felt like going into detail, but I'm not going to. No, okay. Um, how would you sum up each year you've been dating in one sentence per year? So Are we going to go f- back and forth for this one, or do we want to... Let's really quickly take a moment to think about our sentences. Are we doing... I know, I know the first one. Okay, you go. Well, in... In one sentence. I want to say one word. 
I want to say one word for Ooh, for the first year. Changing it up. Well, for the first year, necessary. So the reason why I want to say necessary for the first year, not because we needed to be in a relationship for the first year, because that would just, what? Um, (laughs) But because um, during that time, that first year, it was hard for us to see each other. Um, You know, with me living down in Sac, she lives up in Grass Valley, and I went to school in Carmichael. And so the only time she really saw me was after games for like 15 minutes and then on weekends or something like that. So it was really necessary for us to have that distance, even though, you know, it's hard to manage distance sometimes. And, uh, you know, long distance relationships can be difficult. I know there's plenty of people that have gone through harder long distance relationships, but, uh, for us, I didn't drive yet. You, you drove though at the time. I was just a bum right before I started courting you. Yeah. For the whole first year i could not drive yeah so i was just a bum that didn't want to drive because i was too scared at the time so uh (laughs) i drives everywhere i love driving um and so yeah i think necessary um it was very necessary would be the summary of the first year okay i got the sentence for the second one getting used to the mundane everyday life things Mm. i think the first year we were getting used to the butterflies and the uh, romantic parts of the relationship and um always surprising each other with little gifts and then you know we graduated high school and we you were in college and we had to get used to our feelings for each other and that we weren't going to constantly be surprising each other with, you know, ice cream or a movie <laughs> night or flowers. our favorite food or flowers. But yeah. just even just the simple things of just driving in the car together, going to yeah. the store together, you know, whatever it was, we were just getting used to the everyday life things. And I think that was harder for me than you because I mm-hmm. think towards the middle end of our one year, you were beginning to feel that already, yeah. which is a little scary at first, Mm -hmm. but that's why love isn't just a feeling, it's an action. So we were just getting used to the action portion of love, which was was, um, a little scary, but it's definitely way more meaningful than um, just the feeling. Definitely, yeah. Um, Yeah, and I I guess to go go on that, um, I think that when life hit, um, I wasn't expecting it uh, to be the way that it was. And, you know, the the rumors of adulting uh never really hit me and so when i became an adult which i was a very young man at that time uh i didn't i wasn't very responsible um and so learning responsibilities and going through it with college and stuff like that i think was great for us to experience do you have a third year one i'm trying to figure out Um, a third year one i want to say just getting prepared the third year, honestly, was a lot of adventures together. So yeah. I would say... It was an adventurous year. Yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, it was a adventurous year. I guess we could say that is our, our summary. Yeah. For us, we got to go to many trips together our third year. We went our first time camping our third yeah. year, I think. Uh, and, and Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. And we just, we did so much together. I think that time spent really helped us to... Um, really turn away from that that second year because our second year was kind of a struggle understanding real life stuff and then third year it just got easier because we were able to spend time together and we were able to mesh that with the real life stuff as well so learning responsibility as as well as having fun in the mix and then year number four wow we're in year number four now that's so weird well we're past year number four 
We're not going on to our fifth year. Oh like, my gosh. We're old. <laughs> this is nah. weird. Mind blowing. Um, I think um I think your number four could be described as trials and triumphs, in my opinion. Because that's Trials when and Triumphs, um, that pushes us to And COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, you hit that right on the dot that it's trials and triumphs that push us towards preparation. I yes. think that is kind of the summary of year number four. Uh, yeah, it was great that we got engaged, um, but God allowed us to go through some a tough season. Um, and, you know, we're still like I'm still learning to prioritize things. Um, I'm still growing, you know, in trying to prioritize my lady, being able to mm-hmm. cater to her needs and what what she uh, needs as a woman and what she needs as um, my future wife. You know, you need support. You need love and uh, in ways that I need to understand. And there's different love languages as well that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, but the love languages are very important for us to to understand. So, yes. yeah. Okay. Let's answer this one really quickly. Yeah. How long have you been together, and when did you know you were gonna you wanted to marry her? Yeah. So I already answered. Um, you know, when it uh, knew when I wanted to marry her, which was uh, last July. Well, um, you wanted to marry me when you first met me. Well, or not when you first met me. Sorry, first I meant. Morning. Yeah. Sorry, I talked about that as well. It was on um on kick with her best friend. So that was when I knew that. And then we've been together for four years and a couple three, months. Three months, I think. Three months, three yeah. Months. All right. Um, okay, this one. What does God say about jealousy within relationships? How do I combat it? Jealousy. <laughs> jealousy is so tough because usually it roots from um, insecurity and not only insecurity but from – Uh, maybe different situations that you've had as well. Um, But yeah, go ahead. I feel like this might be something I'm most familiar with. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of insecurities from uh, pretty much the beginning of my relationship with T. Not that he ever gave me a um, situation to ever feel insecure. I'm just an insecure person as it is, and God is growing me in that. Um, Mm. But insecurity can come in many forms. It can come in jealousy. It can come in... It, like anxiety it can come in uh doubt it, it can come in any form jealousy like t said is just a form of insecurity and it's so hard because um it's funny i have t he's mine we're gonna get married yep. and i still have the insecurity that i could lose him which is a mm. tough tough thing to say but you know god's uh he is growing me in that trust and um the moment i don't trust t it's <clears throat> the moment i don't trust god first and mm. I need to remember that, you know, God has put me in this relationship for a reason. He's not mm. um, just letting my heart, you know, play around for a little bit and then just going to rip me out of it, right? Mm. You know, God's not a God like that. Um, and as far as combating it, it's something I'm still working on to this day. Um, it takes a lot of... of uh, spiritual strength spiritual strength as well as fighting fighting for joy mm. fighting for peace fighting for trust fighting for confidence um yeah and a lot of it has to be with you spending time with god now um i'm not gonna promise that it's gonna come by every single time you're gonna spend time with god i'm not gonna promise that you're gonna feel immediate um trust and security the moment you spend time with god uh it just takes a process and it's 
um, for your benefit and for your trusting God and for your benefit for the relationship you have with God. So jealousy is a little creeper. Um, it stinks sometimes, but um, yeah. The following recording is not on my mic. We had some technical difficulties, so I want to apologize for that now. We now resume our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so for me as a man uh, on the opposite end of, of the receiving, receiving what my future wife is going through, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there for her to support her and, and to love her in ways that she needs. Um, and so when I know that Caitlin's going through insecurities and struggles, you know, I don't want to just sit there and, you know, be very ununderstanding, disunderstanding, <laughs> not misunderstanding, not mis- misunderstanding. Yeah. Misun- yeah you said there we something. go. I, some words, <laughs> there's words, words. Um, but yeah, I want to make sure that I am catering to her needs. And I, I keep saying that because I want to emphasize that, that both ends need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, both ends need to cater to one another's needs. Like uh, when it comes to um, the love language, we absolutely need to cater to that. We need to be understanding of that. And we need to make sure that we have that ingrained in us. So, And uh, yeah, um, for, you know insecurities there's always a root to it and uh there has to be something that happened in the past that had a really um that put a mark in your life to where Mm. you know it's affected you to this day so if you can figure out what that root is and come to terms to what happened and now you can you know move on from that and know that that's not what's happening right now in the relationship you know whatever it is and as far as jealousy um you know it is god is jealous for us which sounds so weird and like kind of not god but it's in a way that we can't comprehend it's in Mm. a pure form uh because he we're he wants a relationship with us and again we're not worthy of it but yet he wants it from us Mm. and we're distracted by the world and what the world has to offer um but yeah as far as jealousy from us it's us uh wanting something that we can't have at the moment or it's um kind of what's the word I'm looking for in a relationship um say that phrase again what you were saying jealousy in a relationship it's rooted from something it's rooted from something so um jealousy isn't a good thing when it comes from us because of um the the want behind it and if you're in a relationship and you're jealous over a friendship your um, significant other has with a another with the opposite sex, whatever that is, that should be definitely um, talked about first of all. Mm-hmm. T and I had gone through that, you know, for the first month in yeah, our relationship, a situation with that. Yeah, where we had to um, not that we're controlling each other's life, but we're trying to respect each other mm-hmm. and respect each other's <clears throat> thoughts and how they feel about us talking to the opposite sex while texting or facetiming or hanging out with Mm -hmm. the other person alone so um or like or or without you really yeah um yeah let me join in on this um i think when you can when you know that jealousy could could sprout in the the your partner's heart i think that is really important for you to recognize and for you to um to make sure that you avoid that at all costs. You know, I 
I know that if I were to if I were to go and to have coffee with another woman alone, yeah, that would cause a lot of division in our relationship and a ton of jealousy and it would hurt our relationship. It would cause division. So if you can avoid division from the root of jealousy at, at all costs, you know, please do it because it can cause a lot. Like I said, division. Um, there are many different ways to really know because there are signs from your significant other that will point that out. And that's also very important that um, your identity is not in your significant other. I think that's what mm. allows a lot of insecurity and jealousy to come in is we're thinking of this person isn't talking to me this most or you know the most or whatever it is mm. um, we're putting our identity in them we're putting all of our what's the word I'm looking for not trust but we want that validation from them mm. you know whatever it is but really we have to put that in Christ because if anything ever gets taken away from us and it had our identity in it we're gonna be crushed yeah that's yeah. that's just the end of it whether that's in a relationship that's in your career that is in the family that is an object, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. The moment that's taken away from you, if you feel like you're going to die, you had your your identity in that. You had your everything mm. in that. Yeah, don't set yourself up for failure and don't set up your significant other yes. for failure. When, when you have the opportunity to avoid failure in a relationship and you you can see it up ahead, you can see it clearly because the spirit is, is building up discern, discernment in you in that situation – you want to make sure that you avoid that at all costs. Jealousy, you can see that usually from a mile away. Like you know when it could it could set up your significant other to to stumble. But there are also moments of jealousy that you can't control or um, that are just affected by the the moment. And the the last thing is for also combating it. Um, it's very important to fight to uh, to fight for that peace. Um, as much as your mind wants to create scenarios, as much as your mind wants mm. to create these awful moments that you're you know, worried about, whatever that is, you have to pray against it. You cannot let the enemy come in and create these imaginations, whatever that is. Mm. Um, you have to pray that away. You have to trust in Christ and um, ask God for the peace, ask God for joy, and he will give it to you. Now, mm. it I can't promise that it'll be right away, um, but... It definitely will come to you you just have to fight for it yeah and to go along with all of this um, communication with it is absolutely necessary because if either of us doesn't know that the other person is jealous over something uh, over something that the person is doing with like they're going to an event or they're hanging out with somebody that can cause the other person to stumble um, etc if the other person doesn't know that and they go on with what they were going to do and basically you're setting yourself up for failure, you're causing yourself to stumble in that sense because you're not communicating with your, your significant other that, you know, I struggle with you doing this or, or hanging out with this person or talking about this or whatever it may be. Uh, you want to make sure that you communicate that because, you know, if you don't, then you're just causing more and more of a separation. Yeah, and I think it's important that not only from those on my end that communicate that, because you have to get that out. The more that you hide it, the more it's going to fester and you're going to get more angry and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And why didn't they, you know, 
uh, not go there, whatever it is. Yeah. And also um, those on T's end, um, if you can, please be as patient and as um, and as um, kind as you can. It's kind of hard, and I get it from T's point. You know, if I feel insecure and I don't feel like, you know, I you know I struggle with trust, and not mm-hmm. that he's ever given me a reason to struggle with it, but if I feel like I'm not trusting him. From his end, he's kind of upset because he's like, what am I doing wrong? And, you mm. know, he wants yeah. to feel trusted, you know. So from those on T's end, if you can um, be as patient as you can and um, as understanding as you can, I totally get it that it's hard. And, you know, you want the other person to believe you as best as you can. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, just make sure that you're understanding of the other person. Be both understanding both of the, ends. Yeah, just Make sure that you're understanding yourself and what you could cause the other person to do and, you know, make sure that you're communicating. Next question. Mm, we already did that one. We already did that one. Did we do that one yet? How can you, uh, how can you make sure that you're keeping God at the center? Wow. Hmm. So, this is the most, in my opinion, this is the most challenging part of a relationship and I guess that's kind of going flashing back to the um, the, the last question that we had earlier um, but idolizing the other person has got to be the hardest part especially when you're madly in love with them oh yeah when you love the person so much um, idolizing them over God like putting them over God wow that is such a battle like wow that is so hard like you want to have so much time spent with them and you want to make sure that you are supporting them and loving them and then at times you just leave god absent out of the picture and it's like whoa like no i'm supposed to be prioritizing god like that's what's supposed to make our relationship right and so when i'm idolizing you it divides our relationship more than we realize oh yeah oh yeah and um i think instead of keeping i think you will notice when god is not at the center of your relationship um i definitely notice when um we're not really prioritizing god individually and then together because like i said earlier um we're not patient with each other we're not um we're not being very selfless we're not being humble we're not um you know, whatever it is, you will notice mm-hmm. that Christ is not the center. Yeah. Because the way that you treat each other will mm. definitely um, show it. Yeah, I I guess to answer it straightforward, the way that you you keep God at the center of your relationship's heart is if you keep it at the individual's heart. Yes. So each one of us having an individual relationship, if you go into the the relationship together, um, knowing that the other person isn't strong in the Lord. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard because you're going to try to have to figure things out because, you know, you're not equally yoked. Um, And if you're not equally yoked, it's going to be really hard. There's going to be a lot of um, tough things to get through. Uh, But when you know when you're chasing after the same goals, flashback to the last answer that I did earlier, uh, goals is a very important thing to know. And when you know that the other, other person's goals is to seek after Christ first and to have a relationship with him, you are set on the right path. It's teamwork is what it is, and you both have to um, put in the effort with your in your relationship with Christ. Mm. Not that you are um, spending time with God just so you have a good relationship with your other half, but 
first of all, your relationship with God is because you love God. Mm. And out of that, um, it will benefit your relationship mm. with your significant other. So yeah. um, also, I think another good thing um, that is encouraging, that has helped us, is to have other people to keep you accountable. Other godly married um, couples to keep you accountable in how you mm. are... Um, investing in your relationship yeah. with not only God but with each other so yeah accountability is huge like um you know one of my best friends when uh Ken and I were going through a really hard time um you know he wasn't in a relationship for super long you know technically I think I think we were in a relationship longer than than he was with his now wife um but he was there for me to to help me out and to also keep me accountable uh in the relationship so it doesn't even necessarily have to be somebody that you know, has great, you know, wise experience with relationships, but could simply be somebody that, you know, is wise that you know that can hold you to a great standard. So let's move on to the next question. Two more questions. We want to apologize, though, if this is super lengthy and long. It's okay. We're answering your guys' questions, so we hope you guys are enjoying this so far. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Actually, you have three. I'm sorry. I lied. How would you first know you love the other person yeah I mean that's that was that's to go along with the part that attracted me first I knew that I loved you when you know I saw the way that you loved God and other people I mean that's just simply it I just knew that from that day forward I was in love with you I just I knew that yeah and I don't think I can extremely extremely excuse me I don't think I can um actually explain what the what the moment was but i just knew and you will know and when you know you'll know so yeah i mean with with kaylin the the whole feeling and spirit around it was completely different than anything else you know i yes we you have crushes on people yes you like Mm -hmm. other people growing up and stuff like that and um but you just you know there is a a feeling there's a a I just yeah there's a different vibe around it that just allows you to understand that that person's the one yeah now we have two more questions okay if you are focused on school or college and your significant other doesn't mm-hmm. support what should you do I think that also goes along with understanding each other's goals um, I think again that's why it's such a, a big deal is you know when your significant other doesn't support it um you know that that's super hard like that's the person that's supposed to be you know supporting you the most really on this earth so um i think that you know making sure that you guys are lined up in that idea you communicate with that uh you know that idea or your possibility of going into something but you know there are moments of when you get a you know a spontaneous idea you want to communicate to that person that uh, you want to do something that you have an individual goal t- that you would like to meet. Um, and when it doesn't go the right direction, um, if God is leading you to that, you know, if it's something that has to do with ministry or with something that honors God, um, you know, whether if it was like, for example, a missions trip and Ken's like, oh, I don't know if I su- you know, support you going to the area because you might get killed. It's so, you know, high in crime mm-hmm. or something like that, um, which I'm sure she would. I'd be worried. She, yeah, she'd be worried, but she, she wouldn't, like, say no because it's God's will. Um, yeah. But, you know, there are moments where, where there are unexpected times. You know, I'm not just saying, you know, the long 
long-term goals, but there are short-term goals that we're seeking after. And I guess that's something that has to be worked out um, through talking and communicating with one another. Yeah, and um, first of all, you need to uh, give that to the Lord. Uh If you find that your significant other does not support it, then it is your uh, time to give it to God and to pray about it. And if it is God's will for you to be in that relationship, he will change the other person's Mm -hmm. heart. Or you might even change your mind on that career goal. You know, whatever it is that'll go along God's Mm. will. And if it is not God's will, he will close the doors and you will later on, maybe not in the moment, but later on see that it was for your good and for your relationship with God. So don't push anything. Don't try to force it. First give it to God um, and don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Don't let that make you um, mm. sick to your stomach, whatever it is. So Yeah, yeah. don't worry about it because, you know, there are um, many different opportunities that you may come across or goals that you may have that might benefit you more. Um, I wouldn't say that a disagreement is a closed door to a relationship either. You know, there could be um, a change of heart in yours for your goals and, it, and et cetera. So next question. And last question. Oh! Should I be worried if the relationship feels too perfect? My, oh my. Go for it. I think I can also um, relate with this question, which also goes with my insecurities. My insecurity is also rooted from this feels too perfect because T was exactly what I prayed for um, in a godly man and in my future husband. And so. Um, in my past, you know, I, I was never in a relationship, but you know, most of the guys that I liked had kind of moved on for me. So I was thinking, oh man, this relationship feels way too perfect. Mm. And I was really worrying a lot and I was stressing a lot and mm. I had a lot of in, in, uh, insecurities. And I actually found that I didn't enjoy the relationship because I was constantly stressing about this is too perfect. He's going to leave me one day. This is too perfect. Mm. Am I doing something wrong? You know, like it sounds weird, mm. but um, don't be worried. Enjoy it. And if it is God's will, it you'll find that every door will be open. Mm-hmm. Um, not that everything will be easier or <clears throat> smooth, but um, you will have peace with it as much as you can. So I encourage you to um, enjoy the relationship. Try not to stress about how perfect it is. Uh, be thankful for how good it's going because I don't even think I was even thankful for how awesome the relationship Hmm. is was and is yeah so yeah yeah um going with that man it seems too perfect I think for me I never dealt with this problem um I I think that's why Caitlin answered it first because she knows that I haven't really dealt with with that insecurity I think the only insecurities that I've really dealt with um, with it has been a personal insecurity. Like I fail, you know, I feel like I fail too much and I feel unworthy of this relationship. So I feel like I'm too imperfect and you're perfect. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, but yeah, I personally haven't really had, you know, that experience of like, this seems too perfect. I just knew that it was a match made with, from God, <laughs> you know? So that's why I have confidence in it. That was it. That's it. Yay. Yay. So if you have made it this far, you are absolutely incredible. You and I want to thank you. Button. A brownie, dude, I want a, I want a brownie button. Can I get a brownie button? Sure. 
we're on keto right now, so though I can't. And the <laughs> almond flour, honey. Almond flour is natural keto though. Coconut flour, anyways. Almond flour isn't keto. It doesn't qualify for it. Thank you for these questions. <laughs> first of yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us today on today's episode. I'm so excited about this third episode. Um, it's been a long time waiting, like I said earlier. And I just want to thank each and every one of you guys for um, joining us in this episode. Any closing or final thoughts from you, my love? I also, like I said earlier, wanted to say thank you. I feel like um, us pondering these questions together has also grown us. And we got to... Um, you know maybe hear more about each other or encourage each other mm. so thank you for helping us deepen our relationship personally so yeah 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 i think honestly i was freaking out earlier because i felt like i gained new perspective on you know when we're going through things that we're fighting for each other yes. um that was honestly not a perspective i had before so i learned something new today and i hope you guys did as well so um, thank you guys for this opportunity. Uh, we hope that this blessed you guys. We hope that this helped you. Um, if you guys have any further questions to go uh, with the podcast, um, you know, go ahead and reach out to us uh, on Instagram. And I would love to be able to, to direct message you back, um, being able to help you guys out with this. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for this opportunity of being able to do more VP podcasts. So look forward to that more in the future. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at The Vision Project. That's the V1SION Project. I'm so blessed that you guys are great supporters. You guys are incredible. Let's cue that outro. Shall we have an amazing day? Bye.